We are live for our WrestleMania predictions. A two-night stupendous extravaganza with the biggest match in WrestleMania history. Yes, of course, WrestleMania 38 two-night event in Arlington, Texas, as you might know it as Dallas, Texas, home of the Dallas Cowboys. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, we got... 14 matches on this card. The return of Stone Cold Steve Austin in the process. And also, so much stupendousness. Stupendous. It's just stupendous. I could tell you one thing that's not stupendous about WrestleMania, and that's certainly the place that it's being hosted. Not now, mind you, Cowboys are certainly much better than the Giants at this point, but... Yes, I they digress. are. Yes, and I mean, it is going to hold, well, at least try to hold 100,000 people in two nights. Do you see that actually happening? Hundred thousand? Uh, that's a pretty big number to uh to to strive for. I mean, if you take Tony Khan, I mean Tony Khan, yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking we're reviewing Dynamite. Nick <laughs> Khan, the other Khan, uh, from WWE. If you take Nick Khan at his word, he's saying that he they're actually projecting a hundred thousand people each night. So how many tickets did they give away to make that happen? No way they sell a hundred thousand yeah. tickets for both nights. Yeah, that's that's a big number. That that is a really big number. I I will say if they're able even if they're able to get 70,000 for an average of both nights, that's a win. I know about a month ago I checked and it was like they a little over 50,000 for both nights each, which isn't terrible, but could have done that on one night and save half the cost without renting the place twice. So Brandon Thurston's his name, correct? Of Wrestle WrestleNomics. Yes. Okay. I give him a little shout out here. He does really, really good work. I think he actually tweeted something out today. It gave numbers of what WWE actually reports as the numbers and tickets sold versus what the actual number is. And usually it's anywhere between like 10 to 20% uh, difference in terms of what they actually draw versus what they report now. Hmm. You know, it's, uh, it, I mean, the numbers certainly are still impressive. It's not like there are any numbers to kind of not bat an eye at. They are, they are good numbers, but, uh, yeah, a hundred thousand people. That's a lot. Um, viewership's been up. Viewership's definitely been up. Um, I, I dare to say that there's more intrigue in the Lesnar Reigns match than initially anticipated. Yep. I think because they built it up a little bit over the past couple of weeks and for what it's worth, Brock Lesnar's done pretty good. But Roman Reigns has done a really good job, and I know we're going to discuss both of them. So, Yep, yep. We got to discuss that as well as the other 13 matches as part of the weekend. Of course, there's a big surprise. Who's going to be Seth Rollins' opponent? What's going to happen with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens? All that. It's going to be a very interesting two nights. And then you also have Stand and Deliver that's just hanging out there as part of the weekend that no one's talking about, which, you know, for all we know, we could see the last match of someone from NXT and maybe the first match at WrestleMania for all we know, but we'll get into that. We'll also answer some of your questions uh, in the Q and a, and if you do so just submit your questions by using the hashtag ask SCPB, or you could donate to the super chat party that automatically gets your question answered within reason. And of course you get a shout out regardless. So that helps support the channel too. Cause the more super chats we do, the more likely we'll do these lives more and more often and uh, make everybody happy. So that's that's what we're here for. We're here with you guys. So let's start this off. Night one, there are a few title matches, but let's go with the non-title matches first. Ralph, we'll start with SmackDown. Drew McIntyre 
versus Happy Corbin. And since Baron Corbin has changed from King Corbin to Happy Corbin, he is undefeated. Now, I don't know how many matches that actually consist of, but he's still undefeated nonetheless. And Drew McIntyre, outside of Roman Reigns, outside of Brock Lesnar, probably the strongest pushed in WWE. So who who do you got here? Oof, this is tough. I mean, you're really good. If I, if I choose um, Drew McIntyre in this, I'm essentially saying that they're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pick against the most protected finisher in all of pro wrestling being the end of days. So, yep. ah, man, Drew McIntyre is not losing this. Right. Now you bring, just, you bring up that, right. You bring up that finisher, the end of days, one of the most protected finishers and to to my knowledge, I don't think anybody's ever kicked out of it, whether that's in NXT or the main roster. Is this Not the first time? Do we see the first time it's kicked out of at WrestleMania 38? Certainly would be. Look, this isn't like uh, somebody kicking out of the tombstone or the Hogan leg drop or the stunner for the first time. I mean, I, and look, I, I actually like Baron Corbin. I think that he gets a bad rep mostly because of the run that he had on raw where he was like the anonymous GM or whatever the situation was constable, whatever he was. Um, and he was the fall guy essentially for that time when raw was, was really, really bad. Um, I think he's a lot better than people say. I think he's pretty good on the mic. I think he's got good charisma, good character, but you know, people just love to hate him and he is a heel. So I guess that's part of the process. Yep. Yeah, I, 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 I totally I, agree. I, I see Drew, if he hits him with it, I see Drew kicking out. I don't see Drew losing this match. I just don't. Now, you also have Madcap Moss into the equation. You would think he's going to interfere. So is it possible they try to have Happy Corbin get the win and give the protection to Drew McIntyre with outside interference? Because with all the matches that they've had with Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss, He's always come victorious. And even this past SmackDown, he beat Madcap Moss. Or excuse me, was it Raw that he beat Madcap Moss? I, I, I loved, I, again, I, and it, when you look at the position of both these guys, I don't see Corbin doing a whole lot. It's not like he's going to be elevated to challenge a guy like Roman Reigns. And please, for the love of God, don't let those two feud against each other because the last time they did, we had a whole bunch of like uh, dog food and all that other stuff, and it was not good. So, right. Um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I just don't think Baron Corbin's going to be pushed at that level. Uh, Drew McIntyre, on the other hand, that's a guy that I could see going and challenging a guy like a Roman Reigns or a Brock Lesnar or somebody like that. And they need to build him back up. And I think coming out of WrestleMania, that might be a good guy to go against uh, Roman. Yeah, I, I totally agree. They need to start building up that next contender, whether it's you know, Brock Lesnar as the dual champion or Roman Reigns as the dual champion. Someone has got to be built up as Ricochet. someone to take. Yeah. Losing three times in a matter of 10 minutes on the last two shows. It's, it's definitely going to be Ricochet, but I digress. I think we're both going with Drew McIntyre. So let's head to the next match. Staying with SmackDown. We have the new day against Sheamus and Rich Holland. Now I believe this was supposed to be a six man tag which we would have gotten the WrestleMania debut of the artist formerly known as Pete Dunne, now known as Bushwhacker Butch. Uh, so instead, it's going to be the returning Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston against Sheamus and Rich Holland. Not for nothing. Why isn't Pete Dunne in this match to give him his first match at Mania? 
and, you know, have Holland or Sheamus on the sidelines. You got me on that one. Yeah. You know, I think it's pretty obvious that they don't necessarily view Pete Dunne as the bruiser weight that was once a menacing force in the NXT scene. So Mm -hmm. he's going to be the lackey. He's not going to get any shine. Going to be Oliver Twist. What the suspense? I, I don't know. For as much money as the WWE makes, my God, like, what are you doing? Who, who dresses him? He Apparently. looks like he belongs in, like, a, a Looney Tunes cartoon. Well, that's kind of the thing that Seamus kind of dresses like that, too. It's, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but whatever it is, you know, it's it just reminiscent of Oliver Twist and that, like, newspaper boy kind of you know, paper boys kind of thing from the early twenties and thirties. It's not good. It's not with the times, whatever it is. You remember the baby and uh, Roger rabbit that used to smoke the stogie. Yes. That's who he reminds me. <laughs> baby <of>. Herman. <laughs> That's his name. Sure. There you go. Yes. Yeah. It's baby Herman, but nonetheless, he's not part of this. Well, he's not going to be in the match, but he'll be at ringside. Nonetheless, this one, I just have a toss up because Quite honestly, I don't like the storyline. I don't like the build to it. I don't like really anything involved with it. Just come match. out and say it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody honestly, nobody cares I, about this match. Yep. Let us know in the chat too. Hashtag nobody cares about New Day versus Sheamus and Rich Holland. It's nice that these guys are going to get a WrestleMania paycheck, but at the same time, nobody cares. Just for the sake of picking somebody, I'm going with Rich Holland and Sheamus for the win. Just because Rich Holland is the up and comer that. They want to make look strong, even though he broke Big E's neck. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'll go with the New Day for the sake of being different. And because King Xavier, he's still a king, correct? I would imagine. He is king. Yes, he is still King Xavier Woods. So, yeah, I'll I'll go with the New Day here. All right. So we, we got opposite picks on that one. Next up, another tag team match. We'll go to Raw this time. The Mysterios, Ray and Dominic Mysterio against The Miz and Logan Paul, who... I think he has a few more descri- uh, subscribers on YouTube than we do. Um, I don't know. I don't think I heard anybody. You were gonna box him. I'm gonna box him. That's what I heard. Oh, that's news to me. I ain't... celebrity boxing matches. Well, I think whoever wins gets the total number of subscribers from both channels, and then so, so I'm ready for you know the hundred of subscribers that he has. But nonetheless. This no-namer named Logan Paul that nobody knows uh, is going to be tagging with The Miz against the Mysterios. This feud kind of going through about Rey Mysterio's mask. So do we see Dominic turn on Rey? Do we see Logan turn on The Miz? Or do we see neither one and there's a clean finish to this? Yeah, I'm going with a clean finish on this one. You are? Yeah. yeah. All right, and who, what's the clean finish? Uh, I keep going back and forth on this. I um, I got to go with Ray and Dominic. As okay. good as as un, again another guy, another guy that's underappreciated in the Miz, as underappreciated as he may be by some fans. Ray is just, I, they they've been pushing him a little bit better, and I think that they're trying to do something with Dominic there, and I just. I don't. I think that Pat McAfee out of of the celebrity celebrities that are wrestling at WrestleMania is going to have the shining moment over the course of the matches. So I, I can't see them putting both of those guys over. 
So I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna go with the Mysterios. All right. Well, I I do think it will be someone turning on the other, but I do think Logan Paul is going to turn on the Miz, and I think they kind of hinted that uh, when Raw was in Cleveland. And the Miz said something, and Logan Paul kind of gave him this dirty look like, dude, no. Why, why are we making fun of Cleveland now? And I think that kind of will be the seed planted to turn on the Miz or have him walk out, and that will be the end of Logan Paul, at least for this WrestleMania, because he was at last year's, he was at this year's. Hell, maybe it'll be because it's in Los Angeles next year. He'll be at next year's WrestleMania, maybe facing the Miz one-on-one. Who knows? But... Uh, I am going with the Mysterios, thanks to Logan Paul turning on The Miz. Uh, So, the big match that I think everybody's talking about with night one is Seth Rollins and this mystery opponent. Now, it seemed like a foregone conclusion, maybe as two weeks ago, that it was definitely going to be Cody Rhodes. However, we have seen reports that Shane McMahon is in Dallas this weekend. So now everyone's going on the Shane McMahon train, especially because Vince McMahon is going to be choosing the opponent. We have also heard that Dave Meltzer was, you know, just spitballing this out there. And now it became news, even though it was just him rambling in thought that Cody Rhodes might back out of this match. Or if he's not in this match, it's because he chose to back out of it whatever the case may be. So everyone ran wild with that headline that Cody Rhodes is backing out of the match. That's not what Dave Meltzer said. I don't know if it was ringside news that started that crap, but if it was, I mean, and you, it happens all the time with those jackasses. Um, we also have heard some possibilities now that uh, Gable Steveson is done with his collegiate career in wrestling. Could he make his debut at WrestleMania as this mystery opponent? Could we see a repackaged Elias come out at this spot. We also learned that Marco Stunt will not be getting his contract renewed due to budget cuts. Will Marco Stunt make his WWE debut as Seth Rollins' mystery opponent? Ralph, who the hell is going to be this mystery opponent for Seth Rollins? Oh, it's going to be Veer. Naturally, Veer's going to show up early. Oh, that's right. Veer's going to come out two days early. That's right. It could be Veer. You know, he's been coming and coming and coming. Like, porn stars are jealous of the amount of times he's been coming. You know, but nonetheless, in all seriousness, who is it? Is it going to be Cody? Is it going to be someone else? Look, at this point, they've been really uh, suggesting that it is Cody. Uh, There's been subtle puns all over the place, you know, talking about how Seth's whatever they said, journey to WrestleMania has been a nightmare, that everything's been dashed. We talked about this. Look, I I have no problem with WWE kind of playing the whole innuendo thing and suggesting that it is going to be Cody. Um, But I don't want them to do that just to pretty much work over the internet wrestling fan base. You know, if that's what they're trying to do here and it ends up being somebody like Shane McMahon especially let's think about that for a second. If it ends up being Shane McMahon, Mm -hmm. I I know that you're probably going to say, well, the fans kind of worked themselves into the situation where they, they got themselves disappointed. Am I Mm -hmm. right? If it's not Cody. Yes. Okay. While I understand that. And while I certainly think there's an argument to be made for that WWE one way or another certainly was suggesting that it could be Cody. 
leading people on to believe that it could be Cody at the very well, least. Is it WWE doing this or is it just, you know, Corey Graves, who is pretty active on social media and does go after the internet wrestling fans once in a while. And Seth Rollins, who has been trolling everybody with gifts all throughout the last couple days of mystery opponents, including Marco stunt, by the way, I, I mean, I, I think it's more them kind of understanding that the rumors are circulating and they're playing to the crowd more than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard going, okay. you know, it'd be funny if we, we know these rumors are happening. Let's troll everybody and piss them off. Good right, shit, so pal. What's, what's the benefit of them doing that though? He, Let's assume they're, they're, they are trolling the, because when Vince McMahon says there is a small percentage of the, the IWC that he doesn't pay attention to, I certainly believe that. Um, but and I could certainly see them doing something like this just to troll the. But to what benefit? Just to say we got one over on them. Yeah, I, I I would not consider myself one of the. I love wrestling, but I would not consider myself one of the smarky, uh, narrative spinning IWC fanatics, if you will. That that gets super pissed off when certain things happen or don't happen. Um, and I would be very disappointed if Cody didn't show up, given all of the all of the suggestions that WWE has made that it, it probably is him, especially knowing that they're starting to get chance. There's starting to be momentum now. Seth Rollins has one of the most integral storylines going into WrestleMania. If it's Shane McMahon, especially after the stunt that he supposedly pulled with the Royal Rumble, trying to book himself in a position to look really good. I don't think they're doing themselves any favors at all. Actually, I think it's it'd be a huge letdown. I'd much rather see Gable Stevenson, there, Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, any of those guys instead of Shane McMahon. Any of them. Could there be? All right, so you brought up Tommaso Ciampa. And, there, and for those that haven't been watching NXT 2.0, the storyline with him is that Dan and Deliver could potentially be his last match in NXT. And if it is, what's the next step for Tommaso Ciampa? If he is the mystery opponent, do you think the crowd pops or do they boo? Because, wait a minute, that's not Cody. Anybody that's not Cody, we hate. Boo! Vince McMahon sucks. This is the worst WrestleMania ever. I, I honest to God, think that if it's anybody, anybody other than Cody, unless you get, I don't even know, The Rock. Uh, somebody that would just be like this. Wow. We really never expected that type thing. The, uh, the undertaker. I, I don't know. Um, anybody other than Cody, after all the anticipation, all the rumors, all the buildup, all the innuendo, all the suggestions that they've made. What if, if it wasn't, if it wasn't going to be a, a massive surprise and all this was built up just to troll the fans. I don't understand why you do it. Unless there's a major surprise that, with this whole Seth Rollins thing. Well, first off, you have to first prove that WWE and Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are actually rolling the fans because they're knowingly doing this, these little tongue in cheek, like having Corey Graves say uh, nightmare and dreams are crushed. And uh, the Miz is saying dashing in his promo and stuff like that on purpose to kind of give you the hint that it, Cody's coming. Some people just, I think, overthink things and overanalyze certain details, and they're just words. Like, can they just be words that people say? Like, Seth Rollins trying to get to WrestleMania and losing, 
That is his dream crashing down and turning into a nightmare. There's nothing, I mean, yes, it could mean American nightmare and, you know, American dream, and you can make the two connections, but it could just simply be words that Corey Graves spoke, you know? Well, maybe and, he should be fired then. And, and how many times have, like, the social media team say one thing on Twitter and then there's a totally different thing on WWE? Like, there's a separate thing. Like, Vince McMahon is not overseeing what's said on social media. They have a total different department that he's like, you do what you do, and that's it. And I'm sure a lot of the people on the social media team in WWE all the dirt sheets and try to play along to get people talking. So I don't think WWE is really easing Cody like some fans think. And if it happens not to be Cody, you worked yourselves. They never said Cody's coming. They never said it. So you can't blame them for under delivering if they never, ever, ever said anything about Cody Rhodes coming. I, and if that's the case, and if you want to go down that route, I'm, that's certainly fine. You can think that, but they're not a lot of smart people work at the WWE and you kind of already hit the nail on the head with this. If they're doing this to troll the fans, shame on them. Yeah. Because, yeah. You can get the IWC talking you can get people talking and you can make subtle puns and all that stuff. But if you don't truly intend to deliver on something that, you know, a majority of your fans want to see, they want Cody. There's nobody, yes, they like, do. there's nobody else that you could put in that situation unless it's a major star that can come out and that's going to please the fans. Anybody else is going to underwhelm. So in my opinion, they were better off either not doing anything with Seth, unfortunately, or truly going forward with the match if it's Cody because, you know, there's going to be a lot of buildup and anticipation and you don't want to let people down. At the end of the day, it is an entertainment company, as Vince McMahon put it, or whatever whatever he calls it, entertainment wrestling. And Sports entertainment. You want to entertain your fans. You want to give them what they want to a certain degree. You don't have to bend over backwards to the, to the fan base all the time like a lot of people think you have to. But uh, if they were doing these subtle little tongue-in-cheek innuendos and comments, I think they should deliver on it. Well, or have not done it, but right. Well, here's the other thing that I think a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, you're assuming WWE actually signed him. You know, I understand there's been reports, but until he walks out the curtain and his music hits and he's physically there, you can't assume he signed with WWE because there's been times where reports have been wrong. In fact, I read an article today. I think it was Wrestle Talk where Dave Meltzer went on a ramp because WWE had a source that he was going to that was purposely feeding him bad information. And he was going on a rant about it. Like they're going to purposely do that just to see what you're going to report and what you're not and see if you're actually going to try to, you know, actually back up and try to confirm the information you were given is true or not. But until Cody's there, if he's not there, I think you're working yourselves. Now, with that said, I do think it's Cody. But um, if if it's not... After all that time, 20-minute conversation back and forth, and you think it's Cody? I think it's Cody. 
I do think it's Cody, but if it's not, I'm not going to throw a remote at the TV and say this WrestleMania sucks. Peacock sucks. Vince McMahon sucks. Bruce Pritchard sucks. Roman Reigns sucks. Everybody sucks. I'm going to go to AEW and MLW and Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling and GCW because WWE is the worst thing ever because they, they trolled me yet again. Damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. What a waste of zero dollars and zero cents of my hard-earned money that I wasted watching this pay-per-view. It's only if you have Xfinity. I know, but I have Xfinity, so I could say that. Or $4.99 or $9.99 or whatever. Either way, like, I don't get pit- I'm not going to get, I'm actually going to laugh my ass off if it's not Cody. Wasn't uh, John Moxley supposed to be beating the Royal Rumble or something? Boxley was supposed to be in the Rumble. Jericho was supposed to be in the Rumble. Rumble. How many times was Omega supposed to be number 30? How many times was CM Punk supposed to come back? You know, you know, uh, who was supposed, the Undertaker was supposed to be in the egg and it was the gobbledygooker, you know? (laughs) This is like, this is. All right, so you think it's Cody. I do think it's Cody. Okay, I think it's Cody as well. Now who wins? Cody wins. Cody has to win. He has to. And yeah. Seth will not lose anything in a loss to Cody. Right. But I do, I do think whoever it is, I think whoever it is, unless it's Shane McMahon, that person is going to win over Seth. Because Seth does not lose anything in that. Because one, you have the easy scapegoat and the easy protection of, he had no preparation for it because he had no idea who he was wrestling. Yeah. So it's an easy way to protect him. If it's Cody... I would put this match on first. First match of the night. The fans will go nuts. He will get a really good reception. Um, well, well, the thing is, I believe Becky and Bianca are going first. And that's been like talked about and reported for at least a month now that Becky and Bianca are going first. Charlotte and Ronda are going last. But you could also make ugh. the argument... Steve Austin and KO are going to close the show. But if Cody is going to be the big reveal as Seth's opponent, could he be, uh, could that be the main event and end it with the big surprise? I don't think so. I don't think so. I I think that there's a lot of intrigue about Cody, but you also got to remember WrestleMania is also a very... It's a really big event, but it's also an event where a lot of parents end up bringing kids and stuff like that, and not everybody's going to know who Cody is. Most people there are going to. A lot of people watching at home are going to. Some people will not. Um, And I don't think they're going to run the risk of it potentially falling semi-flat. Austin's going to get the biggest reception. I mean, it's in Texas. He's the most over-wrestler probably of all time. Um I I would worry about oh well now Ronda's been getting pretty good. We'll the, talk the, about that. We'll talk about that yeah. in a little bit. You know, I I, I th- if it were me again, this is just my opinion. I think that they should open the night. All right. Well, I don't know if it opens tonight. I think it might be the halfway point of the show. But let's head to our championship matches of night one. We have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Usos, the current champions, going up against. Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. Ah! 
Your thoughts? Unfortunately, another match I don't really care about. Ah, really? I I like SmackDown. I actually think Boogs is good for what he does, but I don't know. You actually think these two are gonna beat the Usos? <sighs> of the first night, where there's gonna be a retention. This is probably the match that's most likely going to end in a retention, I will say. But I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the Usos retain because eventually that domino has to fall first where they lose the titles before Roman. Before Roman. You're not going to have Roman lose that title first while the Usos retain and keep retaining. I don't think. I mean... You could still make that story work, but I think Roman as this big mob boss type character, his minions have to lose something first for him to get pissed off at. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think Rick Boogs and Shinsuke are over at least enough on SmackDown and yeah. SmackDown's tag team division is pretty weak. It's definitely not Raw's tag team division right now. So... Maybe you pull the trigger on Nakamura and Boogs because they actually have been a, I would say like super, super hot, but a pretty hot tag team on SmackDown. I could totally see that. I could totally see them putting the belts on them. Um, it's no, no mystery that Vince McMahon does not, is not fond of tag team wrestling. So he probably views it as, uh, let's just get the pop out of the crowd. Let's just have the title change, and I could certainly see it. But I think regardless, I think we're going to get a nice little performance from Rick Boogs at WrestleMania, although I pray, Rick, please don't miss notes. You do it on a weekly basis on what could be one of the easiest songs to learn on the guitar. Don't miss a note in front of 100,000 people because a dome... Could carry that acoustically a lot better than at an arena. Open or closed? It's closed. Well, I think it could retract, but it's right. going to be closed, I would assume. Good. Good. Better, better for the uh, reactions from the crowd. I know sometimes, like, we were at MetLife, and, you know, it would be loud at times, but it just doesn't, you just don't get the effect, especially right. on TV. So Right, that's true. So with that said, I will go with an Usos retention, but wouldn't be surprised if they change titles. Are you just bringing these topics up for the sake of bringing them up and making them longer talking points? You brought up that whole conversation about it not being Cody. Then you went on a whole spiel about it <laughs> potentially being Boogs and Nakamura who are going to win the titles. And no, no, no. I said I wouldn't be surprised. The whole conversation was I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't say okay. they were definitely going to do it. I just said, first off, I said of the three title matches on night one, this is probably the only the one that's most likely to end in a retention. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Nakamura and Boogs actually pull out the upset. I'll go, I'll go with uh, the Husos the as well. All right, so we're going with the Usos there. We'll go to the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. As I said, that I, it's basically been commonly speculated and reported that this is going to open night one of WrestleMania, hence why they have 
both women championship matches on night one, so one could open, one could close. But I got to be honest with you. The bill for this one has been really, really good. And I would have this close over Charlotte and Ronda. I would definitely let it close over Charlotte and Ronda um, because I think that there's a story and there's something there that people can get behind. Ronda is polarizing. Charlotte Flair is polarizing. And I, honest to God, have no idea what that crowd is going to do. They may honestly hijack that match. I, I have a lot. They have a lot to overcome. I think that they could and very well have a great match, but I don't think the fans are going to give it a chance. Uh, Bianca and Becky, um, we know the story there. We know how how pissed off a lot of the fans were at the fact that Bianca dropped the title to Becky in, what was it, five seconds? 22 se- 26 whatever seconds. Was, right, whatever it was. And this was this is supposed to be the moment when Bianca gets her revenge on a big stage, especially going back to the fact that she won the title last year at WrestleMania. Now, after Raw last night, or I'm sorry, after Raw a couple nights ago, um, I'm not so sure. I'm starting to think that they want to see more of a Bianca heel turn than anything right now. Really? I don't like the fact that they... I didn't like, I didn't like the go-home angle on, on Monday. I really didn't. I didn't think they needed to go there. I didn't think... That did anything for Bianca to show that, she, oh, well, she has an edge to her. Like, Bianca, to me, is like Bailey, but Bailey, when she was likable in NXT, like, she has that kind of presence and fan mm-hmm. backing, and she's easy to get behind, but um, I don't know. I don't know. It just felt out of character for her. But I think that's part of the reason why they did it, because she kind of had to be out of character because it t- it shows you like she'll do whatever it takes to win that title against Becky Lynch and the whole hair storyline where you know Becky wants to cut Bianca's hair because that is the advantage that Bianca has is that hair which is legal but can be used as a weapon which some people have argued should be illegal I remember people saying that last year when Bianca whipped uh, Sasha Banks for the finish of WrestleMania yeah. 37. And I'm like, no, it's part of her body. You can't, can't say that's illegal. It's her own hair. But nonetheless, I think cutting her hair. And be- I don't know if you've seen Becky's pictures since, yeah. you know, they, they redid her hair. And I mean, it looks good, but it makes her look like a little deranged, which kind of helps her character in a more heelish sense. So yeah. I think that I think the go home angle was was pretty decent. And I think it did what it needed to do. And even though typically the one who goes over on the go home loses on the pay-per-view, I think Bianca still wins this weekend. Yeah. I think Bianca is going to win too. You mean after all that, you mean after all that, you think Bianca still going to (laughs) win? I just was pointing out the fact that I didn't like the go home angle. Okay. Okay. Nonetheless, but we both have uh, Bianca Belair taking the title. Now let's go to Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This story, in theory, should work, but the execution sucks. The execution of this absolutely sucks 
And the crowd is not interested. Every time Ronda Rousey's out there and they have something with Charlotte Flair, if Vince McMahon listens to his fans like he said he does on the Pat McAfee show, this match cannot be the final match of the night. No one cares. There's well, been no reaction to anything that Ronda says in promos or what Charlotte Flair does or anytime she gets in an ankle lock or there's been no reaction on screen. You can well, hear a pin drop. A lot of the fans probably feel like that Ronda's there just. Again, this goes back to Internet rumors. Ronda's there, because, even though she doesn't necessarily want to be there. OK, like where did that come from? Um, there's a resentment. Okay. Well, where did that come from? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, look, the numbers definitely, I mean, you're the TV guy, the numbers, the viewership and the numbers definitely go up when Rhonda's wrestling or in the ring. That's true. Somebody's paying attention. Are they just non-wrestling fans tuning in because it's Ronda Rousey? I guess those same fans going to tune into WrestleMania. I doubt it. Um, it's possible. Um, if they're Xfinity customers, you know, they will. Because it's free. Yeah, yeah, but but here's the point. This is the perception of what they're going to actually see is going to be largely, or I should say entirely, based on the the fans there. If they decide they're going to hijack this match, whether you're a Ronda fan because you like her from the UFC or whether you're watching her because you genuinely like her or dislike her from WWE, they're gonna hi- if they're gonna hijack the match, they're gonna hijack the match, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's probably gonna change your perception of her. Um, I don't know. I I I am not necessarily into the match based on the build. I'm more into the match because I I don't dislike both of them like a majority of the IWC dislikes them. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair is another one who gets a bad reputation for whatever reason, mostly because her last name's Flair. Um, I guess. Blonde hair. Yeah, you know. And Surgically it, enhanced. <laughs> it just, it goes through phases. That It was the same thing with Becky. People hated Becky. Then they hated, uh, you when know. Why did they hate Becky? That when Becky, first of all, when Becky became the man, there was certainly a certain pocket of the IWC that was said she's overrated. She can't actually wrestle. They did the same thing with Bailey. Bailey was supposed to be this super over likable character. And granted, it was cringe at times, but. You know, it just goes in cycles. You get, you give the, they debut, they come out to a massive pop or they return and they come out to a massive pop. Fans get it for a couple of weeks. And then it's just like, eh, I'm done with this. What's the new toy. That's just not the WWE. That's everywhere though. So I guess so. Um, but I mean, I think the match, the match should be good as long as yeah. I think Charlotte, I mean, we saw this where Charlotte and was it Rhea Ripley where the fans hijacked money in the bank and they turned that into the match of the night. So she could definitely turn a crowd around if they're trying to hijack it. Rhonda. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if if they try to, if they try to hijack that match, does that kind of get Rhonda sidetracked? Because you know, she does get affected when the crowd does not like her. Even though she, like, if she's supposed to be the heel and she acts like a heel, that's one thing. But if she's the baby face and they're booing her, she cannot grasp, like, they're rejecting you. Yeah, but they haven't really booed. From what I've seen on SmackDown, she gets a good reception every time she comes out. 
are the more t- most. But, but but then after that, yeah, it's, it's a silent. Different fan base. It's a different fan base at pay per views. It always is. It That's always true. Is, especially yes. WrestleMania. So I really don't know what to expect from that. Here's what I do think: if this match goes on, if Steve Austin is going to close the night, Charlotte's winning. If this match is going to close the night and Steve Austin does not, I think Ronda wins. Do I think that's worthy of a WrestleMania closing? I definitely think Bianca deserves it more, but, mm-hmm. you know. I, I agree. I definitely think Becky and Bianca deserve to main event over Charlotte and Ronda. Just from what I've seen from crowd reactions, from people talking about it on social media. But unfortunately, it looks like this will be at least the final match of the night. Will it be the main event? I don't know. Um, I think regardless, Ronda wins. I don't think it's a matter of if it's not the last match or it's the last segment. You know, I don't think it's, I think it's a foregone conclusion. Ronda is going to win because eventually we need the conclusion of Ronda and Becky. And if Ronda has a title, Becky no longer has a title. I think eventually Becky will get drafted to SmackDown. Or if they get rid of the brand split, that makes it even easier to do this. And Becky chases Ronda to next year's WrestleMania. Certainly possible. Yep. But we also have one more segment to go here. That is Stone Cold Steve Austin joining the KO show. I don't know how we're really going to predict this because it's not a match. But I guess, what do you expect from this? And who ends up stunning the other? I think is really the, the thing to predict. What do I expect? What chance bear and stunners middle fingers. That's it. That's what you want. That's what the fans are paying for. That's what I think the fans are going to get. Um, it's in Texas, man. Stone Cold's the biggest wrestling star of all time. Maybe other than Hulk Hogan, maybe flair at one point. Um, the rock. I don't, I, I think stone cold is certainly whatever this is a match, a fight. He's coming out on top. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I have this weird suspicion that Kevin Owens is going to end up going over in whatever capacity, whether it's he ends up stunning Stone Cold Steve Austin or ends up turning into a match and KO wins it, or he ends up pouring beer, like whatever the case may be. Kevin Owens is going to be the guy that is over in this segment and Austin will, you know, do as they all do leave with your shoulders on the mat. Even though he already did that 19 years ago, he could do it again here. Yeah. I, I, well, I I just don't see, I don't know if that's gonna, you're going to get a lot of fans that are going to tune in for stone cold for the nostalgia of stone cold, Steve Austin. That's for certain. Yep. Um, but is Stone Cold Steve Austin going to be there Monday night on Raw? Is he going to no, be there Friday? You're never, never going to. That's my point. You're never going to. You're never. It's never going to work. You're never going to convince anybody that grew up watching Steve Austin during the Attitude Era to tune in because they saw Kevin Owens kick the crap out of Steve Austin. It's just, it won't happen. It will not work. There's no, no way. So that's if do so, if Kevin Owens can go toe to toe with him on the mic and ends up stunning him at the end of the segment and walks away 
you know, basically, you know, one last time retiring Stone Cold Steve Austin. You don't think that helps Kevin Owens stock and people watching the next week just to hate Kevin Owens? I didn't say that. I, I think, first of all, the fans that are already watching, whether you watch AEW, whether you watch WWE, whether you watch both, Kevin Owens already has the respect, I would imagine, of most, if not all, wrestling fans. For, for on the mic, his in-ring work. If anything, if you ask fans, they're probably going to tell you he might be a little underutilized. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was the biggest star of all time, he's going to get people to tune into WrestleMania probably just because he's showing up. So people will just watch for the sake of watching. I don't think that you're going to, if you do what you're suggesting, I don't think that anybody's going to tune into Raw the next night or follow Kevin Owens' career afterwards and tune in and become a fan if he kicks the crap out of Steve Austin. I just don't think you're going to convince fans that he's at that level. What if? At least for, for, for fans that are like your laps fan, if you want to call him that. What if? Do it like I say and predict that Kevin Owens ends up going over to set up a match next year. Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh my God. <laughs> How old's Austin going to be at that time? How old is he now? 50 he, something? He's in his 50s. He's younger than Sting, but he's older than Jericho. I so, I mean, yeah, but you look if, at if Sting could dive through, if Sting could dive through tables and Stone Cold Steve Austin is in better condition heart wise, at least than triple H um, no, no knock on I, triple I, H, but you know, he's not going to get shocked by a defibrillator. If stone cold gets back in the ring. So even if it's just one last match for like, you know how the undertaker had his one last swan song with AJ styles in the boneyard match. You're telling me stone cold. Steve Austin can't do that. And it still wouldn't tarnish his legacy because if he, if he gets stunned here and it sets up a match future in the future with Kevin Owens, I would think Austin wins that match unless they really want to double down and really give a lot of heat to Kevin Owens and make him like the next mega heel in WWE outside of Roman Reigns. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see it. I just can't. I don't. I don't think Kevin Owens is. The, if it was punk when punk was hot, you definitely have me almost convinced that that's a guy that can beat Austin at WrestleMania. Right now, I don't think Kevin Kevin Owens has... I like Kevin Owens. I think he's great. I think he's one of those guys that probably could be uh, positioned a little higher, maybe in the title picture for sure, but I don't think he's beating Steve Austin. Okay. Or setting anything up for the future with Steve Austin. All right, well... What do you think this at all sets up a future match with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Whether it's Kevin Owens or Seth Rollins, anybody, Roman Reigns? No, no, I don't. I this think is just a one-off. No, because I think that originally that was the rumor or whatever it was going to be a match, and then didn't come to fruition. And I think that Austin's had no offense to Owens, but like. Matches that would pay a little bit better, bigger matches that he kind of passed on, whether that was, uh, you know, punk or somebody like that. So, all right, well, let's head on to night number two and we'll start with the celebrity matches. There's two of them in this 
second night. Have you seen Jackass Forever yet? No, I have not. I do want to see it, but did you? I did, and believe it or not, my wife randomly put this on. I'm like, wait, you want to watch Jackass Forever? And I got to admit, like, it's still, I mean, there were some throwback stunts that they did, but it's a pre- it is a pretty funny hour and a half. And Johnny Knoxville takes, I think it was part of the trailer too, where he, they're in a furniture store and this kid like jumps on a beanbag and he throws Johnny Knoxville onto a ceiling. It's so hilarious. Even though it was part of the trailer, I totally forgot it was in the trailer. And when it happened, I laughed my ass off. And there's a couple parts where like, uh, guy randomly shitting himself and there's bees involved and there's a new fat kid that's pretty funny uh wee man almost gets eaten by a vulture (laughs) yeah so uh, i thought it was a yeah i I think it was a pretty good uh movie so if you haven't seen it yet i would say definitely see jackass forever and i think this is a lot of training that could help knoxville against Sami Zayn, seeing that this is an any, anything goes match. So you know there's going to be some kind of crazy stunt that Johnny Knoxville takes. I'm sure the jackass guys will somehow get involved with this as well. Maybe Bam Margera reconciles with Knoxville over the weekend and he shows up too. I mean, does Sami Zayn need the win? Does he need the win against Johnny Knoxville? I don't think so. I think Johnny Knoxville is going to win. And I think that's I why too. they... I think that's why they made it an anything goes match. There's going to be some ridiculous stunt that the crowd's going to go nuts for and Knoxville's going to win because of it. Or I'll get thrown off like hell in the cell or something. It, well, he could. He could get thrown off of something. Maybe they'll bring a bull out and he gets attacked by a bull again. Who knows? But I, I definitely think Johnny Knoxville's going to win this match. Johnny Knoxville's best work was in, uh, is it Dirty Grandpa? Bad Grandpa? Bad Grandpa. Bad grandpa, which in that furniture store stunt, he is dressed up as bad oh, grandpa. Perfect. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be an entertaining match. Someone just asked if we talked about the Academy stuff. No, I don't think we're talking about that. Well, maybe later, but nonetheless, let's go to the second match with the celebrities at night two: Pat McAfee versus Austin theory sleeper match. This is good. Well, it's a sleeper match for those that have never seen Pat McAfee actually wrestle. Obviously, if you've seen him in NXT, his match with Adam Cole, the war games match, you know, the guy can go. He's actually trained uh, before. And he's actually had, he has like a ring at his, you know, his studio for his podcast. So the man can actually wrestle and Austin theory uh, needs to have a shining moment here. Not just because he's uh, Vince McMahon's protege or whatever, but I definitely think they are pushing him as a future player in WWE. And the fact that he has beaten the U.S. champion already, he's beaten the Intercontinental champion recently, I think a win here was just going to help him get that push even stronger for after WrestleMania. Maybe he goes after Finn Balor for that U.S. title. So I actually think Pat McAfee's going to win. And I do you suspect do? that. Th- yes, I do. And I think that this will put him in the bad, gra- uh, Austin theory in the poor graces or the bad graces of Vince McMahon. Maybe this is why they brought Shane in. So that way Shane could distract, uh, Austin theory, Pat McAfee could get a cheap win. 
They could build a story there. I don't know. Um, I think Pat McAfee's winning. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, but I think they're putting so much stock into Austin Theory that I think a loss to Pat McAfee kind of derails that. I mean, this isn't exactly how they do it. That's I mean, how they do it. I mean, I, I don't see a way out of it unless there's some kind of outside interference. But who's going to help McAfee? Shane. I guess, but then it becomes a McMahon versus McMahon feud. And that kind of takes the the uh, the shine out of both of McAfee or Theory. I, I honestly think this match, this you said it yourself, I think this is a sleeper match. I think this match could potentially be a um match that steals the weekend i i definitely think that it's going to be a good match a lot better than people well, shouldn't say that a lot better than people are anticipating because this might be one of those sexy picks that people are like oh yeah that's gonna steal the show and then mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't but i mean i don't see why i won it but out of all the celebrities so we have logan paul johnny knoxville pat mcafee i think McAfee, most people would say would probably have the best match given that he's actually trained as a wrestler before, has had a match in WWE before. Who do you think would be more likely to surprise on the weekend? Logan Paul or Johnny Knoxville? Uh, Logan Paul. He's more athletic. Well, I think Knoxville could take the the bigger bumps, I would imagine. Logan Paul, I think, is going to surprise people too, though. Yep. I mean, I don't know if any one of them are going to pull Bad Bunny. Big surprise, but I mean, maybe next year in Hollywood, Pat McAfee versus Bad Bunny. Pat McAfee versus Will Smith. Pat McAfee versus Chris Rock. Is Lawrence Taylor doing anything? Pat McAfee versus Lawrence Taylor. God. You know, if Pat McAfee wins, he could say he beat a WrestleMania main eventer. And then he'll never shut up about that. But you know who you know who can help Austin Theory win? And it actually makes a lot of sense. Michael Cole. Bring back heel Michael Cole that was so cringeworthy in the late aughts and early 2010. And the anonymous GM and all that crap that made me stop watching WWE for like six years. But let's head to the next match. Austin Theory going to dynamite if he loses. Well, ring of honor. Anyway, God. the next match, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Uh, I think this one is a hashtag. No one cares. But then again, Bobby Lashley did knock down Omos. I think the problem with this is I heard that Lashley still needs uh, shoulder surgery. So this match can't be long. And here's I mean, exactly what I want to see out of this. reenact the Hogan slamming Andre moment, Luger slamming Yokozuna. That's what people want to see. Mm -hmm. Let Lashley slam him, pin him. I don't know. I don't. So you think Lashley's going to win? I think he should. I don't see almost doing anything. I really don't think he's very good, Um, but he's big in WWE has pushed guys like great Collie in the past for, even though they aren't very good. So, yeah, I mean, they have pushed guys like that before with the great Collie, but at the same time, they also have done giant Gonzalez before, which yeah. went nowhere. So 
Maybe Lashley. Nathan Jones. Remember Nathan Jones? Oh, my God. Yep, Nathan Jones. That was a bad one. At least with Nathan Jones, there was a he was supposed to be pushed, but I forgot exactly what happened, and I think it was just he just couldn't wrestle because he yeah, was supposed to be he was supposed to be in that Undertaker yep. versus a uh, A Train and Big Show match, right? But he was just so bad at wrestling, they took him out of the match. That was bad, but um, I think Omos is going to win here. I really do. I think they want to give him a big win, and I don't think it's going to be a long match, but I do think. Omos is going to win this. You know, I could see that, you know, Yoko slam or Andre slam like moment, but I think his shoulder is still not a hundred percent. So I can't see that happening uh, right now. So I'm going with Omos winning and eventually they revisit it when Lashley's fully, fully healed. I just don't know what Omos is going to do because like you said, I don't see him as a world champion. I don't see him, you know, challenging Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar anytime soon. I don't see him in a mid-card title. Just a big dude. Yeah. Yep. Nonetheless, a match that I think a lot of people are anticipating. A lot of people are excited for a dream match as they keep pushing it. And the last time they pushed a dream match, didn't really exactly meet expectations, but nonetheless, Edge, AJ Styles. This is going to be a fun one. I actually like the build with this. I like the repackaging of Edge. I hate the blue light, but I like everything else with Edge right now. I'll take uh, the blue light over the red fiend light. They're both oversaturated. They they oh, are illegal in broadcast standards. Literally illegal. Um, for those that actually know how to read a vector scope, which is kind of how you see colors on sorry, TV lingo. Anyway. Um, yeah, I hate the blue light. I hate the red light. Just can't you use a dark light and it white light. Like why does Kevin Dunn have to do this shit? Why? It's annoying. Maybe it was Edge's idea. No, no, that's, that's a Kevin Dunn thing. I think, but nonetheless, I think it, it is a, I like the feud. Uh, even though Styles just came back, I think his promos have been pretty decent. The story has been good. I'm excited for this match. I think this is probably the one that is probably 50-50 as to who wins and who loses. I think this one is probably the hardest to predict out of the weekend. But with all the repackaging and all the story time we're seeing from Edge, I think the slight edge is going to go to Edge here because... I mean, you did all this work just to have him lose? Seems a little... Doesn't seem right to me. It could push him further to be a little more deranged, a little more psychotic like the rated R superstar, though. That's true. True. And does AJ Styles get back into the title picture with a win over Edge? Certainly could, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't been in that title picture for a while, so... True. In fact, uh... Someone corrected me, and I'm so stupid for not remembering this. So I said that the last time he challenged for a title was TLC 2020. And I said right after that, I don't think he ever challenged for the Universal Championship. We were there when he challenged for the Universal Championship at Money in the Bank against Seth Rollins. Well, we remember the... Brock Lesnar hijacking the Money in the Bank ladder match. So... That's why I didn't remember it, but nonetheless, 
we were there. I should have remembered that. Anyway, I'm going with Edge. You're going with AJ? I'm going to go with AJ, yeah. All right. Let's go to the championship matches, and we'll start with the Raw Tag Team Championship. We have RK Bro as the champion, Street Profits, and Alpha Academy. This is going to be a fun match. I wish it was a ladder match, but it's not. I wish it was a ladder match, but it's not. And it's going to be a fun match regardless. You have three guys, three tag teams that really have three different approaches to their matches. All three actually know how to work a tag team match. I hope, because WWE has been doing this, all three teams are legal in the damn match. Don't do what AEW did at Revolution where one guy is out and they have to tag themselves in. It's stupid. It makes no sense. But nonetheless, uh, you have, I think, whoa, my freaking microphone just fell off here. So I'm going to be holding my microphone for the rest of the night here. <laughs> anyway, um, Alpha Academy have been probably the funniest act on Raw. RK Bro, the hottest act on Raw. And then the Street Profits, you know, they're always going to have a good match. So with that said, I don't know who the heck is going to win. I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if this is the moment where we see the breaking up of RK Bro. As much as people love mm -hmm. them, Vince loves breaking up tag teams. And with Randy Orton finally saying that he trusts someone and calls him a friend, yeah. Riddle turns on Randy Orton. I think so. I think so. I if not, if not, I do think they'll probably all right. So I'm I'm gonna go with Alpha Academy here. I think that they have been one of those teams or or acts that has kind of come from out of nowhere. Chad Gable's awesome. Um I don't necessarily want to see RK Bro break up, but I think that Riddle turning on Randy Orton will get him a lot of heat. And I think that Riddle's probably ready for this. Yeah. He's no, he's so. ready for a big singles feud. And I so. and I mean, Orton is probably doing his best work in his career since the pandemic started. Between his feud with McIntyre, well, some people didn't really like the storyline with the Fiend, but he did. He was probably the best out of that whole storyline. And this RK Bro stuff has been great. Well, and even with Edge before that. And Edge, the st the storyline with Edge and the greatest wrestling match ever. A lot of good stuff there. So I think both of them would be, it would be interesting to see how this feud happens. And I, I think this is where either we see the start of the split or they just pull the trigger outright and just shock people with a a, a turn. And I think it has to be Riddle. We've seen it too many times with Orton where now Orton kind of has to get like the, oh my God, I trusted you now kind of thing. So yep. who knows? But uh, I agree with you. I think Alpha Academy wins this because I mean, Chad Gable has been basically Kurt Angle 2.0. The early run of Kurt Angle with the three eyes, he has reincarnated, even though he's not dead yet has reincarnated into Chad Gable. Uh, thank you. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great. He's hilarious. And the shush. Have you bought your shush t-shirt yet, by the way? I have not. 
think I might have to put that on my birthday list. But Alpha Academy for both of us. And now the biggest match in WrestleMania history. So they say. Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion. Brock Lesnar, the WWE Champion. The, I could totally see the opening of WrestleMania 38 now with uh, a, a shot of the stars forming into different uh, shapes like the Sagittarius and Scorpio and all the different a- astrological signs. And then one shapes up into Roman Reigns and the other shapes up to Brock Lesnar. It's the ultimate challenge to Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Here at WrestleMania 38, the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania of all time. Yeah. This actually is going to be a really good match, I think. We've seen it twice. The first time, Seth Rollins cashed in. It was an awesome match before that happened. Yep. The second time... match. It is. The second time, yeah, the fans hijacked it, but that's, you know... The fans hating Roman Reigns at that time, hating Brock Lesnar at this time. But I think now we finally have Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar being at least respected by most fans, at least saying they're deserving of this spot. The feud has been great. It has been WrestleMania main event worthy. I actually want to see this match. I actually want, I'm invested in the story and I it's possible Brock might actually win this thing. Yeah. It is not it clear is. cut Roman's winning. So coming out of, was it not elimination? Well, actually, I guess even before elimination chamber, we were, at least I know I was the, the road to getting to this matchup for title versus title. It was, there's been some bumps in the road yes. a- along the way. Yes. Um, now, once they got to the point where they were both champions and we knew we knew we were going to get these two, it's been really good ever since. Um, I did not expect Brock Lesnar to be this, uh, to have this, I guess, extra like momentum this late in his career as a face, uh, just because he was, he was always the guy that was with um, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman mm-hmm. was his mouthpiece. And now this is really just a totally different Brock Lesnar um, with the way he carries himself, the way he interacts with fans, the promos, the charisma, all that type of stuff. That's all great. Roman Reigns, same exact thing, but the polar opposite. He is just operating on another level. Um, the promo that he caught on Raw this past Monday was also very good. If you were not bought into the feud, to me, that was like a moment where you could be like, okay, now I'm kind of invested in this because of how personally made it, especially when you look at the fact that Brock Lesnar is not coming across as serious as he normally would in a feud. So, um, I mean, I like it. I, I do, I do think that they're going to have a good match. I think that they usually have good chemistry together. It's just the fact that, you know, the last time that they met up, Roman was the guy that was being pushed down their throats as fans. And Brock was the guy that was someone as a part-timer that was carrying the title and people resented that. And we are not, we don't have that right now. So no, totally different. Yeah, it is a totally different dynamic. We're seeing two different versions of Ro- uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar in ways that I think people have wanted to see them for a very long time where Brock can be himself and Roman could be a heel and they are knocking it out of the park. And Paul Heyman, let's not forget about Paul Heyman. He has done a great job telling this story. 
shitting his pants every time Brock Lesnar is in the vicinity of the arena. Yeah. Uh, you know, and obviously he is going to be a factor in this match. Does he turn on Roman to help R Brock win? Does he, you know, just solidify his allegiance to the tribal chief as the wise man? Or does he, like, he could be the wise man and have it all played out all along and have Brock Lee, oh, they could do that. I don't know. I think it's still going to be a fun match. The thing that I hate right now so far with this build or this match, why is this not an ODQ? Why is this not a hell in a cell? Why is this not a, a street fight or a first blood match with all the talk about blood and drawing blood and I'm coming for blood? There has to, I, if they don't come out like they did WrestleMania 17 and say, this match is no disqualification all of a sudden, and Michael Cole goes, since when? I'm going to be upset. Yeah, I mean, couldn't hurt to add the stipulation. I mean, either way, I, I bet you somebody's going through a table. Yep. Um, they're going to do the, gonna they're going to do this. They're going to be the spare through the barricade. Yes. The Usos are going to get involved. Yep. Oh, especially if they lose the tag team titles the night before, they have to prove that they're still worthy of being part of the family. This is going to be tough. I think this, this is going to be a really good match. I mean, for the overhyping that they've done, calling this the biggest WrestleMania match of all time, they at least did it due diligence to make it at least make it feel that way instead of just hyping it just for the sake of hyping it because they are WWE and they're just going to hype everything. They at least did their job with it. So I still think Roman wins. I think so too. I mean, at this point, I mean, Brock probably is at that point where he was with the streak and the undertaker, like who else really can beat him. But until they really build up somebody who's going to be there and take that title and take the, no pun intended, but reigns from Roman, keep the title on him. You have not seen yeah. title reigns like this really in 30, 40 years. WWE. No. No, and I don't see the need to take it off him. I think he needs the, he needs the win. Brock Lesnar has also been very complimentary of Roman, saying that he views him as a superstar and all this stuff. You don't talk about somebody like that if you're not willing to put him over. Um, Brock has nothing left to prove in his career. I don't know how much longer Brock even wants to wrestle. Right. Roman Reigns, I think, is starting to get to that point where, I don't know, Three years down the road, two years down the road, I can't see him. I could see him, I should say, in Hollywood, mm -hmm. walking away from wrestling. Yep. I think he's starting to get to that point where, I mean, my God, we talked about, look at the numbers from Raw, mm -hmm. where they peaked when Roman was on. It yeah. wasn't even close. So anybody that wants to suggest he's not a draw, nobody cares about him, it's just not true. It's just not, you know? And, um, I don't think you're there. I don't see them taking the title off him, even though Brock, I much more confident going into this that Brock could be the guy to beat him, but I just don't think so.
Right. Now, there's some people that are speculating, wishful thinking, hoping, praying that WrestleMania closes with The Rock coming out, pointing up to the sign and saying, I'll see you in Hollywood. And we get Rock, the setup for Rock and Roman. In fact, I don't know if you saw the evil documentaries yet on Peacock, but the one with Roman Reigns, they do talk about The Rock as being like the only one left for him to beat. So... So they repackaged literally every single documentary that's already come out just to make that point. Yes. So they did. Interesting. Yes, they did. So I do think Roman Reigns wins. I don't know if the rock's going to come out like people are hoping for, but Roman's got to win. And I, and I, for all those that say, Oh, this guy, they're going to push all these guys just to feed them to Roman. Sorry. There's nothing wrong with losing to Roman Reigns. You're not, Feeding him to Roman. Roman is just, it just has to happen this way, unfortunately. Until they find that next mega star, that next person to take over the reins, reigns, Roman has got to keep that title. If, even if it is 700, 800, 900 days, if it's 2,463 days or whatever Bruno San Martino's record is, yep. it's going to be that going to be that oh all right we'll take some questions here for about whatever time we have here submit your questions now by using the hashtag ask scpb also uh you could donate to the super chat party any dollar amount will do to help support this channel uh the more super chats we get the longer we'll keep going and that just helps us keep doing this more often so let's see if we got any any questions here so far uh, is WrestleMania today? No, it's Saturday. <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, two night event. I know we used to do our predictions the day of pay-per-views, but for some reason, I just realized that it's easier just to do, uh, you know, it's just easier to do them a couple days in advance. So, uh, next, the, uh, what's up guys from Jimmy Ward. What's up, man? Uh, next question. There hasn't really been much questions, more comments than anything. Uh, someone asked if we talked about Academy Awards. Someone's saying about getting fed to Roman. Say that to Cesaro. (laughs) Okay. All right. So here's the thing. Cesaro, that was his chance to show that he could be a main eventer. Now, granted, it was in the Thunderdome, so you don't get the crowd reaction. And he did have a good match with Roman. But it's a good match with everybody. He has good matches with everybody. In WWE, you can't be a main eventer just because you're a good wrestler. That can't be your gimmick. There's too many good wrestlers in WWE. If you're at that point, you know. You should be at that level. You should be a good wrestler and have good matches. But what's going to keep you separate from everybody else? Oh, you have freakish strength? Yes, that's cool. But so did Braun Strowman. And look what happened to him. So, sorry. You know, I like Cesaro. But he's not a main eventer. He's not a, you know, 
face of the company kind of guy. He's a upper mid Carter, great tag team wrestler. And there's nothing wrong with that. And wherever he goes, he's going to succeed. But to be the main eventer or world champion, I don't see it. Some people do. I personally don't. How do you plan? Uh, how do you plan to enjoy your WrestleMania weekend? Any good food plans? I don't even know what I'm eating for dinner tonight. And you want me to make dinner plans for WrestleMania? Um, I'm doing a lot of yard work over the weekend, so I'll probably be too tired to even watch WrestleMania. Other than that, I don't have many plans. What are your What are your plans for Mania? Try to stay awake through the whole thing. I'll fall asleep on the couch. Yep. Uh, we did get a four ninety nine super chat. Thank you very much to Jimmy Ward. Uh, my first ever super chat. Just wanted to say thank you guys for the great content. And I hope you guys have a great Mania weekend. Thank you very much, Jimmy. We really appreciate that. Um, here we go. Everyday Messiah. Do you think Scott Steiner will go off on WWE during his Hall of Fame speech? You know, no. I was talking to I was talking to our dad last night. Cause he came to trivia night that I host on Wednesday nights and he's like, that'd be interesting with Scott Steiner. Are they even going to give him a microphone? Like why all of a sudden is he going in? Why all of a sudden does he want to go into the hall of fame? And I'm like, well, on breaker and money, the only reasons why you would want to go into the hall of fame. Yeah. I mean, He's, I actually just went on the WWE shop and he already has a t-shirt up there. Scott Steiner um, does or Braun Breaker? The Steiners. The Steiner tag team. Okay. Um, they should be in. Scott Steiner could probably go in by himself just for Big Papa Pump and everything he did in WCW. And, you know, his, his run in WWE was nothing to write home about, but uh, there's certainly less qualified people that are going in. Yep. Yep. Uh, someone asked, Alonzo R asked, are you going to watch TakeOver on Saturday? <sighs> Depends how much, uh, how much yard work I finish. I'd like to watch TakeOver because there's some good matches there. LA Knight versus Walt, uh, excuse me, Gunther. He's, he's still Walter to me, damn it. Um, but I think, I mean, Braun Breaker versus Dolphin Breaker is going to be good. D'Angelo and um and Champa should be decent. The women's championship match, Cora Jade and uh Mandy Rose. Actually, I think now it's a fatal four way. Did you so I, I'll admit I haven't really followed up on this, but I know when Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray won the Dusty Road Cup, they said that instead of going for the tag titles, they're going for the NXT champion women's championship. Which I didn't even know you could do that. But apparently they can. And <laughs> so now it's a fatal four-way. Cora Jade, Mandy Rose, Kaylee Ray, and um, yep. Io Shirai. Which, that should be a good match. Probably to kind of hide Cora Jade and her greenness a little bit. Which is why they're doing it. But could we be seeing the end of Toxic Attraction in NXT this weekend? Oh. But I, I hope to watch TakeOver. I do think it's going to be a good show. At least I'll have it on Peacock to watch whenever at some point in the weekend. 
Uh, do you think Jim Cornette will induct Vader? No. I don't think so. I, I bet you Jim Cornette would have mentioned something by now if that was the case, but if anybody needs to induct Vader, it's Ethan Suple who plays Frankie Stacchino on Boy Meets World. That's who should induct Vader. If not, you get Ben Savage or Daniel Fischel or Ryder Strong, anybody from Boy Meets World. Hell, William Daniels, Mr. Feeney. He's still alive. Induct him. No, but um, I know I heard that there might be some some uh, speeches that are done digitally, so they might just have someone like like have Corey and Kayla just introduce, and then the kids of Vader accept it via satellite or whatever. But um, let's see. Next one here, Dineth. Oh. I apologize if I don't get this right. Um, Dinethimba. McKinsey? Again, I apologize. Are you guys planning on watching uh, NXT Santa Deliver? Do you think they will put over Braun Breaker or send him to the main roster with Champa? It's possible Breaker is the mystery opponent with Seth. It is possible. It definitely could be a possibility. And it's also possible Champa's the, the mystery opponent. That's true. And he's no he's no has no problems with heat if he gets booed out of the building because it's not Cody. Uh, next question. Any thoughts on Balor, Ricochet, and Priest possibly being left off the card? Hate it. Yep. The fact that really neither the fact that neither mid card title are are um not on here is crying shame. Terrible. Absolutely and terrible. For what it's worth, especially considering you know the unfortunate passing of Scott Hall. But I mean, granted, he was one of the better intercontinental champions, somebody that you look mm -hmm. at as like, you know, with the ladder match and everything as yep. being somebody who, you know, you, you would have hoped they would have done something. Yeah, I agree. They should have at least, I know people were saying they should have done some kind of, uh, ladder match, like or... Memorial ladder match, Ricochet and a few other guys. And obviously Ricochet is perfect for ladder matches. Look at his debut at NXT for the North American championship. So, uh, I think that's it for the question. So any final thoughts, Ralph? Uh, just excited. Um, hopefully it lives up to whatever expectations we have, at least the big matches. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm just looking forward to it. I do not care to talk about any, are we, we're not going to talk about anything about dynamite last night, huh? Tony storm debuted. Andrade beat Darby. Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta almost beat Brian Danielson. God. Jay Lethal uh, had a competitive match with John Moxley. Yep. And then the Jericho Appreciation Society spent like 15 minutes beating up on Santana Ortiz and Kingston. That segment went 15 minutes way too long. Oh, one last question. I think this is more of a topic for later on in a future episode, but fire off. Better era, golden era or attitude era? Uh, attitude era. Ooh, that's going to be a future episode because I'm going with golden era. I'll go with golden era, but thanks for that question. Uh, yes, yeah, somebody did debut last night. That would be Tony on Dynamite. 
Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for joining us here. Uh, thank you to Jimmy Ward for your donation to the Super Chat Party. If you're watching the replay, you can give us a super thanks. Just click on the thanks button underneath this video. Don't forget to share this all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SCPB Podcast. Subscribe. We'll see you all on the next episode of Weird Circle Psychobabble.